This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you, through your support of your our Patreon. I don't even know what I'm saying. You're through your great. support of our, I'm getting off on a good You're start. doing great. Hey, champ. <sighs> I believe in you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where every Sunday you get oh, an entire extra episode of says Made me who. Dizzy. I got dizzy just you get shaking my arms. And Maureen coming to you. You get all of this again. If you give it the five or ten dollar a month level, that ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker mm. Club. You get that in the mail, and it's great. Patreon.com slash says who. You know what has been a real boon? Recently, Dan? Mm, cryptocurrency. Oh, well, you know I love crypto. I do. You know that there's nothing I like more than a non-fungible token. Yeah, I'm sure. Anything that's created with blockchain. Yep. Here's the thing about blockchain. I, I've i had blockchain explained to me so many times. Yeah. And every time I get it, and then it just leaves my head. Yeah, it's fine. I know it's just a sequence of proof. Sort of. Sort of. But I don't even care. Like, I, it gets yeah. explained to me, and I'm like, I don't want to know. Yeah. And I know that's fine. lazy. It's okay. Is it? Anyway, we'll what is there. the boon? Well, first of all, it's not crypto, okay. and it's not an NFT. It's a it's a real fungible token, and that's what I call a book. Ooh. Uh, books, the most fungible of tokens. <laughs> right now, you need books more than ever. I'm writing some. I'm reading some. We're going to get into this week's episode, in which we found out, find out that Dan and Maureen are sleepy. And um, and uh, why not curl up in bed with a book, one of mine or a different one? I don't care. Books. And you can find Maureen's or different ones at kickbezosintheballs.org, where you can order things, books, on <laughs> the internet. My brain is non-functional. We'll get there. It's a non-functional token right now. Yeah. Oh, oh, non-functional oh, token. Kickbezosintheballs.org. And other things that you can get on the internet are available to you at merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can get uh, an entire two out of the entire year of last year's sticker clubs through the sticker club grab bag or shirts or mugs or other fun things. Merch. Dot says who podcast dot com. What's this time to start? Uh, hmm? Gotta find Dan. Huh? Dan. Dan. We gotta we gotta wake up. I'm calling from my blanket fort over there to your blanket fort. Yeah. Hey. How is your nap? uh, What? Oh, I didn't even know I was. I just I just laid down for a second. How many cushions are you sleeping on over there? I got a bunch here. I'm kind of buried in them. Feels nice. Me me too. In this blanket fort. Ah, well, we gotta go record. Ah, shit. Mostly the thing where you don't then to, There we go. It's going to wait. The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I am a little sleepy. Look, we got to talk to you guys today about where Dan and Maureen are mentally. I am fucking fried, Maureen. My yeah, brain is gone. What is oh. happening? Like, I, just... I mean, I realize that it's partially because we're in, uh, we're January 18th of, you know, year two of COVID. But today I woke up and everything in me just said, no, yeah, no, no. Um, I didn't feel so good. I had a banging headache. 
I had a flare. I was real shaky all over. I took my weekly. Is it? Oh, look at that. Is it uh, COVID or COVID is it lollipop? Flare? Yeah, it's not COVID. Good job. Uh, it's definitely a flare, but it's making me feel absolutely terrible. Well, I'm a little bit better because I've taken a fistful of medications, so I feel less like I'm going to barf with yeah. every word I say. Fun. Yeah, I don't have the I don't have a medical excuse. I'm just burned fucking out, I think is really what it is. It's like everything since the middle of December has been bananas. And there's just a level of I think that I've reached I think I've reached my banana limit, Maureen. Oh no. No more bananas for me. Max maximum banana. Yeah. I've reached full banana status here. No Yikes. more bananas. Yeah. It just, I, I, the thing that broke me today. So, uh, we discussed last week the, uh, impending questions on, uh, both of my kids went back to school last week and then we're sort of impending questions on how the weekly COVID tests, which they publish. And I get that there are people hearing this in districts and States where they don't publish this data. So I, I acknowledge that I am, uh, coming from a better spot, but, uh, there was definitely sort of an open question as to whether or not the case were going to be nuts or not. And uh, they came in and they were, in fact, nuts. They were uh, well over 300 cases of COVID at the high school uh, with quarantining uh, students as well. They're probably close to 500 kids out. Um, and uh, th we did not get any communication at all from the school. And including, we got no notifications throughout the week, which had become a very regular occurrence at our house while school was in session, right? You would get emails saying, hey, you know, your kid was, you know, there was a COVID exposure in your kid's, you know, whatever period class. You'd get a bunch the final week of school before winter break or before they, they cut school out, actually, before they went to e-learning. Uh, I think we got 13 or something like that in a week, just, you know, sort of nonstop, uh, constant flow. There were none last week. And I was like, well, this is weird. And so I wrote a passive aggressive email to the superintendent, uh, basically being like, I'm assuming you all are just real backed up. And that's why we haven't gotten these. Uh, but I also sent an email to the, uh, general email that you send to the nursing department there. Just saying like, hey, I didn't get any of these. What's going on? And this morning, this was the thing that broke me, Maureen. Barely hanging on. This morning, I get a response, not from the superintendent, but from the nursing department, which just says, oh, yes, the policy changed around that. We no longer notify for school for class exposures. I'm like, oh, did it? And then uh, I wrote them back and I'm like, was that announced? And they were like, oh, yes, it was in the, you know, superintendent's email a couple weeks ago. So I go back to that email and all the email says is we are streamlining our notifications. That's it. To make things easier for parents and, you know, blah, blah, blah. doesn't say what that means. Turns mm -hmm. out what it meant was they're just not doing them. We're not, we're not going to tell you. Yeah. That's, that's a streamline. Good, that's one way to streamline. Definitely. A way of streamlining your body is taking your arms off. Yeah. I streamline my getting dressed by no longer wearing pants. That's, there you go. Yeah. Cutting corners all over. And that broke me. That My brain just went, I'm out at that moment. You know, it's just, it's been a lot, Maureen. If you could lay on the floor right now and take a nap, would you? Oh, yeah. Because uh, I would. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, yesterday uh, we convinced the little one to watch a movie. He is pretty against movies, though I will say uh, going to school has at least introduced the idea that that's a thing that other people do. But he, we, it's always been sort of a struggle to get him to watch much of anything, uh, at this, and especially things at length. But lately he's been sort of dabbling in movies, so we were watching you know, some Disney movie. 
And within moments, both Janice and I were fully asleep on the couch. He was watching. But yeah, it was nice. Because we were underneath our gigantic blanket. Nice. That thing rules. I have not regretted that purchase. I have a virtual event tonight. Oof. So I have to be perkier later. Okay. Um. So real low energy, Dan. Is it and like a virtual napping event though, maybe? I wish. No, it's a really good event. It's with uh, Dana Schwartz about her new book. Oh, that's um, so fun. I, I'm really happy. It's just that just I haven't got any any um, junk in the trunk today. So it's not the you. phrase. Juice in the goose. Yeah. There's no um, juice in the goose. That's what they say. I also what's what's good about it, Dan, is that earlier today I was berating myself for it. Well, good. That That's always helps. You don't feel well and you're really tired, so you're a bad person. Yeah, good. Perfect. I don't know where this comes from, Dan. I do that uh quite regularly. And most of the time I do that between the hours of three and five in the morning, which is an especially useful time for that. Yeah. You know what, Dan? That's you're you're you never rest. I don't. I don't. Uh, that has become my new that has become my time that I do the wordle. Mm. I do in the middle of the night. I fucked today's up, though. So that made me feel bad about myself, too. I'm sorry. It's OK. So it just happens. It just happens. But Maureen, there is a bit of good news. All right. Right now, if you are in the sound of my voice and you live in the United States of America and you have a residential address, you can get free COVID tests sent to you by the U.S. government at covidtests.gov. Was supposed to be live today. That would be today that you are hearing this, the 19th of uh, January. But in fact, today, the day we are recording this, the 18th of January, the site's live. No one knows why, but it works. Listen, we'll take it. I did it. I grabbed my four. Shipped through the USPS. You know I liked that. I mean, Dan, everything about this is made for you. The... The confirmation email comes from the postal store. Everything about this is, yeah, it's made for you. I wish that they'd let me throw some postal merch in, but nope. Uh, It is, in fact, a very easy thing to do. You do not need much of anything. You do not need to give any credit card or anything. You don't even have to give an email address if you don't want to get a confirmation, uh, which is pretty cool. And it runs to the USPS, which is great. A couple of caveats. You get four free tests per residential address, which I certainly know people that have more than four people at a residential address, so I'm not sure Mm -hmm. how that works. Uh, It is not clear if this is a monthly allotment or if this is four free tests per residential address, and that's what you get. Uh, and they aren't shipping for about two weeks. So there's that. But, uh, you know, we don't get shit for free in this country. Go get your goddamn tests. <laughs> Put them in a fucking cabinet. You've got them. You know, the, the, by the time they show up, the Omicron peak will be well down many places. We will talk about that in a second. But uh, and so you may not need them quite as desperately as you may need them right now. Uh, but that's fine because it's good to have some tests on hand. So grab your tests. It's the it's literally the least they can do. Go get your tests. But you should do the marketing. <laughs> Look, it's all we can do. Get a test. Get oh, no. four free tests. It sounded like Rudy was doing it for a minute. I don't know. I don't I fell over as I was doing that. It's a good sign, right? I was just trying to move my arms around in the beginning of this to distract you, and I got dizzy and had to put oh, my good. arms down. So <laughs> what we're saying is you guys, Dan and I are doing I I can take and have stuff to do after this, Dan, but I may just have to sleep for I have so much to do after this. Yesterday, uh, it was a three-day weekend. 
around these parts. And uh, yesterday was the only day of the weekend that I was not working for the majority of the day. It felt great. I have to interrupt Maureen to say that we got the greatest game in the history of games. Though it kind of sucks for two people. Okay. There is an Uno variant that has been released in the wild called Uno All Wild. And it is only wild cards in an entire Uno deck. It is chaos and it is so fun. I can't think of how does that even work? So the goal is the same (laughs) to be the first person to run out of cards. Uh, You have a hand uh, the cards in the deck. I'm going to try to remember them off the top of my head. There are just normal multicolor wild cards. So the first thing that you have to wrap your head around is that color does not matter, right? So there are just cards that fill your hand. Those would be Mm -hmm. your normal wild card. There is draw two, there is draw four, uh, there is skip and there is reverse. Those would be your normal cards. Then in addition, there is double skip. So skip two people uh, and there is targeted plus two. So choose someone to that has to draw two. And there is another card called hand swap where you choose someone to switch hands with. And it is so fun. I uh, I picked it up on Sunday and we have played it at our house, I would say two dozen times at this point. And it is just screaming for the entire duration. It's like Pit. Okay. Did you ever play Pit? I feel like I played Pit in the 70s. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. That's where you, you're, you're it's like the, st- it's like a trading game. Where you're trying to corner a market on something, so you're constantly. Oh, I vaguely remember. You this. shout because you're like uh, you're trying to get five of something in your hand, or oh, okay. all of something in your hand. So it's like wheat or corn or barley or whatever. So you you can never let on to what you have in your hand, but you're just mm. at begging like you want to swap with people all the time. So you'd be like two, two, two. You want to swap two cards with someone? Yeah, three, three, and you're just shouting all at once like a like a trading yeah. floor. And then in the end, someone goes. This is more like just pure trash talk for the five minutes that the hilarity ensues. It was honestly, as somebody that feels like he has been at his wits end all weekend and for longer than that, it was a real joy. And it only costs like six bucks. My absolute favorite go-to game. I've probably sent it to you. I've sent it to so many people. I love it so much. It's called Cover Your Assets. Oh, I, think I don't I know sent that it. one. Did I not send this to you? No. It is the greatest, honestly, I think the greatest family card game that's ever been made. I have purchased it for so many people that I just guess assume that I've purchased it for you because everybody I know gets a copy of it. Um, it whenever people get a copy, they tend to spread it to other people. I think it's made by a company called Grandpa Bex Games. It is. I'm looking right now. It is... The old uh, what the way we play the ultimate trash talking game. So the idea is you're just trying to collect goods and money and hide your and make a big stack. Okay. Uh and you're always stealing stuff from other people. Okay. Um. So it, it it's it's so good. So if you guys want, it's, you can't play with two people. You have to have at least three. Yeah. It's great with three. We played all the time with three, but four would be better. You know, four or five is great, but you could definitely play it with three people. It's so good. It's not expensive. It is the best. And that is fun. Whenever we go to see my family, or there's, it's inevitable that many rounds of Cover Your Assets will be played. This is game talk. Yep, the games you need to get are Cover Your Assets and Uno All Wild. Yeah, man. Uno All Wild is very easy to get right now. I got it at a Target facility near me. Uh, Six bucks, and boy, it's fun. But uh, it sucks for two people. They say you can play it with two people. It was, like, not fun at all with two people. Like, probably dropping the cards on the ground and picking them up would be more fun. In my... uh adventures of last week where I said I took the house apart and flipped the bed and 
Yeah. One of the things I did was take all of our games out of cabinets and store, whatever, and start to reorganize them Ooh. and move them. And Dan? Yeah. We got a lot of games. Yeah. So do we. I mean, just an insane number. Yeah. Uh, some still have shrink wrap on them. Yep. Same. That's that's the shameful part. Yeah. Like, oh, we haven't even cracked this one. We have we have multiple games in that in that category. Things that we've acquired one way or another. We've not actually opened up. A lot of our board gaming friends moved out of the city. So now when we play, we play uh, like on Board Game Central or some other oh, yeah. method online. Totally. But uh, Oscar and I have quite the collection. But then there are lots of ways to have a good time. And games are one. But another is to have a nice drink with your friends. Because Partygate in the UK rages on. <laughs> now the quick. I was wondering where you were going with mm -hmm. this. But mm -hmm. I like it. A little segue. That was nice. Partygate. Uh, if you haven't heard about Partygate, I've talked about it a little bit in the past. During the heavy-duty UK lockdown, the one where you couldn't go outside, couldn't yeah. meet someone in your yard, where the government was always coming out saying, you can't. No, everyone has COVID. They discovered that the prime minister and various people in the Conservative Party were having... Christmas parties, people leaving parties, garden parties. Sure. And then it, they kept trying to say those weren't parties or they didn't know about them. But then as the last, say, even in the last week. Yeah. Right before this last week, many, many things keep com kept coming up, like photos of the parties. Sure. Videos of staffers and talking no. about the parties. Uh, in the last week, invitations were sent out to the parties. You know. Um, but in this last week, it has really exploded with the fact that there were far more parties than anyone knew about mm. to the point where they seem to be doing nothing but partying. Well, you know, there was no, there was no occasion too minor <laughs> for people to have a little, little oopsie doopsie. Uh, they were bringing suitcases full of booze into number 10 Downing sure. Street. You know. So now some liquor stores in London have responded by selling suitcases outside their business. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Um, and will it topple Boris Johnson, the prime minister? Uh, so here's the thing about Boris Johnson. He is a particular type of English person. Yeah. He went to Eton. He's what they would call an old Etonian. He was at a he was in an organization at Oxford Eaton called is a like a private high school. It's kind like of a thing? it's a private high school. It is the fanciest of the fancy. Oh, okay. It is the top. So there's Eton and Harrow. Okay. And there's Winchester. It's called a public school, confusingly. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Eton is sort of the all the they all wear it's all boys, of course. They're I don't I don't think they're I don't think they've opened up. Sure. Why would they? Um, it is a very retrograde, strange, strange place. So hold on. Just to back up a second. Sure. In England, mm -hmm. a private school is called a public school. Yes. What is a public school called? It's just called the local secondary school. Wow. That's wild. I don't understand. That's it. wild in my brain. Eaton is a very, very odd place. Um, it seems to breed sociopaths. Um, it has a lot of very strange traditions. Um, it's They wear these kind of sponge bag trousers and jackets and sometimes like top hats and got its own sports it's it's hard to explain just how inner circle eaton is and then there's a, an organization at oxford university called the bullington club which is it's it's a just a society of just kind of being rich assholes and drinking 
and they do disgusting, disgusting things. Like truly yeah. gross out. You don't want to, it, it would make you vomit. It, the whole idea is that when you're so fancy, you can cr- turn the corner into disgusting. Don't ever look it up. It will make you vomit. <laughs> but the whole point is that you can just be the worst. Okay. That's it. And Sounds great. People that are in this tend to go into government or be prime ministers, et cetera. And he was oh, in this. The thing is, there are literally no repercussions. If you're right. in one of the, you know, an Etonian or a, like a in the Bullington or whatever, you can do sort of anything. Good. And the whole point is you never have to deal with the consequences of what you've done. Is the is the song by the jam, the Eaton Rifles, about Etonians? I don't know. Potentially. Uh, now I need to know. Um, good song. But Boris Johnson is lazy and incompetent and has had a consequence-free existence of cocaine and champagne and hang out with people, you know, with Stinker and Bobby and all of, you know, his weirdly nicknamed friends and just going from country house to country house and never really having anything catch up with him. Yeah. And that's always been the way, but this happened during COVID when they just never stopped doing what they were doing. They were like, well, obviously we're not going to stop having a good time. I mean, if you've had one illicit 10 Downing Street party, why not have a hundred? They seem to have had a hundred. Like it's yeah. true. Like truly, they it every day they seem to find out another one. The only thing that really started to stick, and this is all in the telling of the story, not the story itself, was when the papers decided to start posting side by side comparisons of the Queen mourning the death of her husband by herself when the night before a bunch of conservative party people were at a party. Yeah. So that's the signal of, oh, now you've made the queen mad. Like, look, you're now you're dissing the queen. This is just rich on rich violence. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, a lot of, by the way, a lot of the royal family ends up being, <laughs> imagine a whole group of Prince Phillips, and then you yeah. basically have the Bullington Club. Yeah. <laughs> My throat's very scratchy, Dan. Is the queen dead? No. But they're doing this weird thing where she's just gone. She is not and, dead then. Okay. She is 96. Yeah. But and she, the, in mid-November, mm-hmm. I'm looking this up because it's just so weird. Buckingham Palace announced that the Queen, quote, has entered a new phase and that, quote, we may not see her until February. Who knows? I mean, public appearances are down in general because of COVID. Yeah. It does sound like she's been handing off some responsibilities to Charles and younger members. I, I mean, this does fall into the broader category of who gives a shit. Uh, I will say this. My mother has a friend. And she, believe me, my mother likes this friend, but rolls her eyes at this friend. Yeah. Who is really into the monarchy. Right. In a big, 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 big way. Yeah. And this is fact, an American? Uh, this is an American. Yeah. I do not get Americans that are into the monarchy. She's part of something called the the Royalist Society or the Monarchist oh, Society. Okay. She is an officer of this, which is run by this guy who has been profiled on things like the uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He is a fake English person. He has this, he's this strange man who gives royal commentary in this weird English accent. And it turns out it's because he's from New York. His name is Tommy something or other. And he's rebranded himself. Hold on. Let's see. The monarchist. I should also point out that my mother's friend is a lovely, lovely person. Like truly. I mean, she's never going to hear this. I really hope not. (laughs) And if don't, nobody tell her because she's a really sweet person, but it's, it is bananas. Okay, so this guy's name is 
Thomas Mace Archer Mills. That's two hyphens. Okay. Thomas Mace uh, 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 Thomas Archer. Thomas Mace is his first name? No. Thomas oh. Mace Archer Mills. Mace oh, hyphen got it, Archer. Got it, got it, got it. Five. Okay. He calls himself Mr. Monarchy. Sure. His real name, Thomas Mace Archer Mills. His actual name is Thomas James Muscatello. He was born in New York. Okay. He has a he first got into English stuff while doing a production of Oliver and um has a weird fake English accent. The first time Oscar oh, heard it, he cocked his head to the side like a dog hearing a like a dog on TV. He was like <laughs> and he's just a weird fake English person who really loves the monarch and he started this weird monarchist society. And um, so my mom's friends has tea on all the queen's birthdays and jubilees and cooks her favorite meals and dresses in her favorite colors. And (sighs) so people, she has a life-size cutout of the queen, like in her house. Um, She the same one in Buckingham palace now. I could say a lot more of what this woman does. I don't want to just because she is a sweet, sweet person. I will, uh, to interrupt the flow of the queen, mm-hmm. I looked it up. Yeah. The song, The Eaton Rifles yeah. by The Jam, is about Eaton, the college. Uh, the song recounts a street battle uh among a right to work march through Slough in 1978 that broke off to attack pupils from Eaton who had been jeering the lunchtime marchers. Yeah. There you go. Definitely people from Eaton are the type of people that would make fun of others for being poor. Yeah. That sounds about right. And good. That's who you want running a country. uh, uh, Tends like all most of royalty has gone there. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know if I don't, uh, Charles didn't go there. They sent him to some other, or did he? They sent him to some terrible place. Okay. He and I have the same birthday. That's nice. Yeah. He sends me a card every year. I have the same birthday as Kim Jong-un. Oh, well. Wait, ill or un? The one that's alive or the one that's dead? The one that's dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that un? I think Il, I think Kim Jong Il is. Oh, Dude, I feel your bad, birthday, buddy. You He's should my know birthday. this. <laughs> I have a very scratchy throat today. Oh, good. It's fine. <clears throat> I feel great, and it's not COVID. Um, let's just take a nap, you guys. Anyway, Partygate rages on. Will it deplace? The prime minister. Will the prime minister get his ass thrown out for going to too many wine and cheese parties? He keeps saying things like, I didn't know it was a party. You know. I didn't know it was happening. I didn't know these people were throwing a party in my house. Because 10 Downing Street is really not that big, right? No. Okay. I mean, it's a house. Right. It's not like the White House. It's like a... I mean, if it's a nice sized English house. I mean, there are there seem to be enough offices associated with it, at least that you can hold a party of some size. Mm-hmm. Like there are enough people employed at Downing Street that you're able to have a rather large party. That's a big garden out back. Yeah. Um, in which many parties seemingly were thrown that he yeah. says he didn't know about. It's, you know, he's like, I didn't know that thing happening in the backyard was a party. The one that everybody sent invitations to and they brought in booze in by the suitcase full. Yeah. I mean, that said, if I worked in government during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I might find it hard to tell the difference between a party happening and people just drinking themselves drunk because mm. they are uh, overwhelmed by their job. So maybe that's what he means. Mm. Maybe he's like, well, how was I supposed to know that they were not drinking because they were despondent? They were drinking because they were having fun. Who am I to know? <sighs> Dan, 
if he hasn't tried that one already, you may have just given him something else to put <laughs> in the like, chamber. Ah, it's not that they were partying. It is amazing to watch people with consequence-free existences in a very particular kind of consequence-free existence. Yeah. Start to run up against literally any virtue. <laughs> Speaking of people living consequence-free existences right now, Maureen Johnson, the Senate, as we speak, has begun debate on voting rights legislation this week, but it, it seems as if all of it is doomed to fail because Democrats Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin have already announced that they oppose the idea of creating a carve-out in the Senate's rules regarding the filibuster to allow for a 51-vote majority to move the bills forward instead of a 60-vote threshold to allow for a vote on very needed voting rights bills. Both Cinema and Manchin say they don't want to mess with 232 years of Senate tradition mm. and uh, carve out a provision for these bills within the filibuster. But in fact, Maureen, the current version of the filibuster in the Senate, the one where anyone can hold back legislation simply by invoking the magic word filibuster, not holding the floor for as long as they can or anything like that, that has only been around since as long as Elton John's Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy album has 1975 been 1975 is what yeah, you're telling me. That's what I'm saying. Hold on, That's let me see. That's what I'm if, saying. Let's see if I can figure out what month that was. <sighs> hmm. 75. I'm going to go with summer, like June? I mean, I don't I don't know that oh, it came out. Sorry. This, I I don't know that they changed the oh. filibuster rules on the same As, day that that album that came out. That was the first album in history to go to number 1 on the day of its release. Really? I believe so. I believe so. Wow. What's the big hit off that record? Um, let's see. Uh, Someone Saved My Life Tonight is on that album. Uh, yeah, there you um, go. That's one of my favorite of his albums for sure. It's not as hit-centric as you think it is. Right. Uh, I mean, the mid-70s was kind of the real sweet spot for album-based it's a great Rock album. It's so good. It's just one of my favorites. Of, uh, of, look, we've had this discussion. It's a wonderful album. It's so good. <laughs> so good. You seem like you're taking umbrage. I know. We've had this discussion. I know how you Which feel Which discussion? About, about Elton. We never discussed Captain Fantastic and the we've Brown Dirt Cowboy. We've discussed Elton and you. I, I know how you feel. He's fine. I know how you feel about my man. <laughs> anyway, Maureen. The ask isn't even to get rid of the dumbass provision of the filibuster, just to allow for an up and down vote in the Senate on this particular voting legislation. Mitch McConnell himself co-created a carve out in 2017 that allowed for 51 votes to approve Supreme Court justices. That's how we have the three Supreme Court justices that were appointed during the Trump years. Before that, Democratic Majority Leader Harry Reid created a carve-out in 2013 for judicial nominees and presidential appointments. In fact, according to PolitiFact, there have been over 160 carve-outs to the filibuster over the years, though many of them for things like selling arms to other countries. Uh, but not for this, apparently. Not for this. Y yay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got that going for us here in this country. Mm. Well, Dan, <laughs> how you feeling right now? Still want that nap? Oh, yeah, definitely. But Maureen, there is a little bit of good news that we should mention. All right. And that's in your fine city, New York City. You're going to say something about the mayor. I'm not. I'm saying something good about New York City. Are you, are you, this is a, this is one of those Lucy and the football things, isn't it? I'm not setting you up. You are being going to be a dick about this. Truth. I'm not mm. being a dick. Mm. This is a hundred percent true. No, you love to rag on New York more than I you love anything. Do, I do. I'm not going to deny that. That's true. 
because it's very raggable. But in this case, I have good news for mm, New York City. I don't. I am deeply untrusting of this. Oh, you've made point, me very nervous. It's it's not a thing to be nervous about. It's stop a good saying thing. it like stop saying well, it that you, way. I'm just trying to convince you that it's no, fine. Oh, uh, well, stop it, Dan. You're make. Do you have no have any idea how on edge I am right now because of just because of you <laughs> saying this. But I now I feel like this has been blown up, and now uh-huh. I'm just gonna be like, oh, that was it. Huh. It's good news. New York. Nah, City. stop it. Don't even say the name of it. Ta- stop talking about us. All I'm trying to say is that you all appear to be on the other side of your Omicron surge. That's all. It's good news for New York City. You're you. While I understand the words you said, you're still talking in that tone of voice. <laughs> there's no, there's no ulterior thing here. New York and a lot of the Northeast, you appear to be on the other side of the fucking shitty-ass Omicron spike that you all have been riding on. That's good. That's all. That's all all I'm saying. Mm. One can only hope the rest of the country follows suit shortly. You're not going to rag us about our mayor? Well, I mean, he's a dumbass. Did he do anything particularly dumbass that I've missed? Oh, sure. boy. He's done so. I mean, he's only been in, in charge for 18 days and it feels like every day is another just. My favorite thing about your mayor, and, and, and I think we didn't ever actually talk about this. We definitely talked about it via DM. I think it was his day after a couple days into his his uh, illustrious mayoral ship however you would say that uh he was suddenly sporting a like a little broken finger splint on his finger and a reporter asked him how he had done it and he said oh i sprained my finger shaking a policeman's hand I don't like it. A friend of mine pointed out, like, that would be like saying, oh, this shoulder injury? Yeah, I hurt that polishing my flag pin too much. <laughs> I don't like it. Anyway, I wasn't setting up. I was simply stating you're, that- You're not even looking you at me. All... You're looking, you, you guys, what he's doing is he's saying this, he's got this weird smile on his face and he's kind of looking up at the corner of the room. I, he's like, I'm not. It's very I'm winsome, not. like me. I'm not though. You're doing it right now. You're looking up uh, every time you say you're not. Just say you're not. I'm not. Okay, now you just say it again. Now I'm staring right at you. Yeah, in a I'm weird way. Anything. Now it's There's very no, con- well, of course now. Very confrontational. Now I'm it all through. I'm not being confrontational. Very confrontational. <sighs> I'm I just don't say saying. shit about Chicago, do I? Well, there's not a lot to say. Fine city. Uh I'm just saying that you all mm. have been in the fucking barrel. And now you seem to be getting out of the barrel, and that's great. And I and I hope that we all are going to follow suit. That's all. Like in a perfect world, by the time we finally get our four tests in the mail, we'll all be seeing the other side of Omicron. And then we'll go. Why did we get these tests? We'll put them in the cabinet. We'll throw them away instantly. No, just don't throw do that. Away. Just Hang throw them away the minute people. you get no, them. Just when you that. get them, just throw them in the trash. Nope. Just nope. Ah, don't do who that. needs burn them? Don't do that. Burn them in a big fire. No, don't. That's terrible advice. Well, look now you're live, being mean. Live every week like it's. Char- I'm not being mean. <laughs> who am I being? <laughs> being mean to the concept of tests. I'm just razzing the tests. The tests know that I look. I have a negative test from right now. I know, and that is proof. <sighs> Dan, Maureen says Huvia needs a nap. Yeah, I don't think I'm just superimposing our feelings on. I think everybody needs a nap. Yeah, 
I just feel bad about needing a nap because I'm not, say, in charge of a trauma center. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, what do I have to want a nap about? But, I mean, the, we have all been in the center of trauma for a long fucking time now. At this point, the globe is three years into this shit. We are two years and ten months into this shit. Like, we all need a fucking nap. We're still not getting fucking good information. Like, the Omicron wave is the biggest that it has ever been, and we have had nothing for the last six weeks but people being like, why the fuck wouldn't you want to go to school? What do you mean you think maybe you shouldn't go to work? Fuck you. Like, that's exhausting. It's exhausting to fucking exist right now. So, yes, we all get a goddamn nap. It's also January. Right. It's an exhausting time of year if everything was fucking great. The middle of January is tiring. Why don't we all make an agreement to, to, well, get into bed now and we'll nap until April. That would be great. I would love that. Like, everybody, just finish up what you're doing today. Let's get get everybody. It's going to be a busy day. Yeah. Because at the end of it, we're putting the nice fresh sheets on, everybody, and then just imagine this, Dan. You have to, everybody, let's eat up, let's finish up, let's put everything in the dishwasher, let's clean up, empty, wash everything in the sink, let's do the dusting, then we all get into the nice, freshly clean sheets bed. And then we all go to sleep and we wake up and it's spring. Sounds amazing. Why don't we do that? Is that impossible? I, it's, I mean, there's physical difficulty, I think, probably sleeping that long. I think we'd be refreshed. I would definitely be refreshed. I think that would, that would probably, I mean, do you ever have those fantasies, Dan, about you read the books from the past where people go off to like a san- like a spa or sanatorium oh, yeah. for three months and then they come back after three months of just kind of napping in the Alps and they're like, I feel much better. Yeah, they eat just like, you know, cornflakes and fucking soup prunes, poop a lot. They have I'm thinking more well, you're thinking more about the the Battle Creek situation. I am from the Midwest, so when I hear sanitarium, I immediately think of the original sort of Kellogg. Yeah, the Battle Creek where they literally shook you until you pooped. No, I'm talking more about the ones you read about in uh, novels where they go off to Switzerland. Oh, they Like a clinic in the Alps with the fresh mountain air and the mountain streams. One time, very early in our relationship, Janice and I went on a road trip to nowhere like we were just like i don't know let's drive till it's warm because it was like march and we ended up i had to look this up we ended up outside we're in southern indiana where there is a series of hot springs it was outside french lick indiana There was this enormous dome. Yeah, there it is. Jesus Christ. The West Baden Springs Hotel. Ooh. Which had this absolute... When we were there, it was not functional. It looks like maybe it's functional. Um, It was like abandoned. But it was like you were just driving in the middle of nowhere, and then you suddenly turned a corner, and there was this building that was huge, and this enormous domed roof, and it was an old sanitarium. And uh, all the springs down there were hot springs, but they were all sulfur springs. So everything smelled like farts. Mm. But uh, maybe that's why in my brain, sanitariums are very much poop related. Because I guess if you're already telling people to bathe in fart water, you might as well just go the whole way. I sneezed. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. Fart water. Stop saying fart water. Well, that's what it smelled like. For sure. <laughs> a beautiful hot spring down, but like in Iceland. Those ah, yeah, steaming nice. hot Those ones pools. that are all blue. Yeah. I'd but we don't go to Iceland. Listen, we have a sanitarium in Su- says Suvia. 
Yeah. You know, there's a nice warm bath area. There's a hot spring area. Yep. There's a cool. Says who fart water. There's no fart. It's not called fart water. Okay. We went through this last week, Dan. No, that was fart sounds. This Look, is fart water. We've got to be better than this. Do we, though? I think so. People, again, Do Dan, we? news. I'm just really starting to feel like nothing matters. Dan. <laughs> I think I'm entering my nihilism phase. No. No. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh no. Oh boy. It's we've reached the point in the program of the day where Dan just starts laughing and just It's fine. He look a little whenever that happens, he looks extra Santa Clausy because he gets real pink cheeks. I do. I do. I'm extra Santa Clausy right now. I need to do a lot of trimming. Yeah, you got you got a lot of beard yeah, happening. I know. Two week two weekends in a row I have stated at the start of the weekend. I have to do some grooming this weekend. And the next thing I know, the weekend is over and no grooming has happened. Can you only groom on weekends? I mean, I guess I could groom during the week. That's a good point. <laughs> In my head, it's a weekend activity, but I why guess it really isn't. Why can't you trim your beard tonight? Well, because I'll be editing this very podcast tonight. All right, tomorrow night. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, Sure. You know, I just kind of think of the weekend. It's like you do the laundry, you've shorn your head, that kind of thing. I don't, I don't shorn my head. All right. I'm the opposite of shorn. Yeah. In fact, That's... I got my hair all up in these weird little bunches today because I'm trying to dry it. It helps it get a little more volume. So I noticed that it was a little bunchy. I thought you no. were going for sort of like a 60s little mod no. look. No, I just don't. I just, uh, when I dry it, sometimes I put little, these little jaw clips. As you can see, I've been decorating oh, my fingers I with. those were rings. No, these are jaw clips that I've been playing with, taking okay. out of my hair at points. Uh, I dry it with little jaw clips in to give it okay. a little, because my hair is very thin, guys. It's fine. You can make a ponytail of my hair and it's like that big. It's like a, like a half an inch big. So thin. I have fine hair like a, like a baby. Okay. I got hair like a little baby. You know when you make a little ponytail on a baby and their hair is like, it's barely yeah. hair? That's what my hair is like. Okay. <laughs> got baby hair. Well, all right. I on know you didn't note, ask. Look, I got baby hairs. And nobody's asked. You're just offering that up for free. That's right. Okay. You it's got great. a problem with that? I don't. Can I, can I say one more thing? Yes. I've been trying to buy a new sofa because our, our sofa is dead. Yeah. And one of the places that I've been trying to buy the sofa from is this company called Love Sack. And they sell beanbags, Dan, yeah, that that's are they, yeah. five feet tall. Okay. Like, they come up to basically my nose. Yeah. And you can just fall into them. Are you replacing your couch with just a big beanbag? No, but now I want to. Now that I've just said that, I was like, Do they make they make actual furniture too? Yeah, they make um they make sofas, modular sofas. Oh, we may I, have to... I, my sole connection to them, they used to have an outlet at a mall near us. And I just always remember being like, that's a gross name. Yeah, it's not a great name. No. But we're it, because it's so hard to get a sofa and our sofa is so dead. Yeah. We're also now looking into modular sofas because they're also hard to get into the building. Oh, yeah. So cool. I was like a modular sofa. We could have a bigger sofa because it could come in in two pieces. You should just get the bean bags. Just go for it. Go full 70s. They are huge. Yeah. You know, Dexy would never come off those bean bags. Yeah, Dexy would like pop them. She would climb. My friend Cassie has big bean bags like this. And yeah. when we visited Cassie's house, Dexy climbed into one of those bean bags. Little tiny dog in the middle of this huge bean bag. And she just curled up like, finally. Finally, there you go. The bed I have been wanting has finally they've brought it to me. I am a tiny, tiny dog in a beanbag, 17 times my size. <laughs> I think that you've solved your couch issue. Just get an enormous 
Bean I'm bag. just saying, imagine having one of those right now that you didn't even have to like bend over. You could just fall and yeah. it would catch you inches away from your face and just guide you to the ground. I, uh, I, at one point I worked for a, the nonprofit arm of a tech company and, uh, I was at a all hands meeting in Toronto and the night before had gone out and gotten poutine and had gotten very sick from poutine. Woke up in the middle of the night, just food poisoning like I have never had before and never had since. And I was so sick and I had to go in the next day for more of the all hands meeting. And because it was a tech company, they had a million bean bags and I just, pulled a fucking beanbag into a corner, collapsed on it and slept for nine hours. Ooh. Every now and then people would go, Dan, are you okay? And we'd be like, oh, okay. What time is your flight? It's not until tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was comfy. I will these, tell you that. These beanbags are absurdly huge. Yeah. You really can't even figure out how to get in them because they are as tall as you. Probably even harder to get out of them. They're just it's very confrontational. <laughs> I think this, like, this is what you do. Just get three beanbags. Then Dexy has their own. Everyone's got their own. No. What we like to do is cram ourselves into pieces of furniture that we can't all three fit in, and then she shoves us off of them well, with her incredibly strong legs. There you go. Anyway. Says who? That's who is brought to you by you. I'm Dan Sinker. <laughs> Your support of our I'm Patreon. I'm tired and punchy. At Patreon.com. Patreon.com. Oh, no. Our, our Patreon, Patreon. Every, every Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> you can get an old get bonus episode, episode of this. this. Who wouldn't want uh, this? Morris. If you give oh. it the 5 or $10 Dollar a month level. level. <laughs> Patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says who Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan run discord server, you can go to tinyurl.com slash says who discord. Spread the word, subscribe, please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, the 26th of January, for our next episode. Will we be more perky next week? Sure. You just saying that? Yeah. I mean, next week, who knows? From New York City, a great city. Despite whatever fucking Dan Sinker has to say about I it. I only said nice things about New York today. Stop with that look. You can't even take yourself seriously. Oh, I'm from Chicago. We're so great because we invented a really fat pizza. A big swollen pizza. It's a terrible and thing. And it's real cold. Agree. It's real cold here all the time. Everything freezes over. Hey, That's we got the bears. We got this air. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're a real great city. Yeah, it's true. We're famous for meat. Yeah, hog butcher of the world. Gross. Yeah, I've told you about Bubbly Creek, right? You have. It's not yeah. great, Dan. Okay, we'll move uh, on then. You could just finish up. Oh, I'm so great because I'm from Chicago. <sighs> yeah, I'm from New York. What about it, Dan? It's good. You guys are doing good. That's Shut. all I had to say mm, he's, 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 mm, he's, he's doing it on purpose. I'm not. I'm not. For my base. <laughs> <laughs> From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. You are being a child. <laughs> he's wandered away. He's wandered away. He just left. Dan, you gotta come back. Dan, come back. He, I'm just looking at a blank microphone. 
He's not going to come back. He's just off camera and he's refusing to come back. Dan, come back. Come on, Dan. I see a shadow. Nope, he's, he's back. This is like a groundhog. Like he's playing with you. Ah! <laughs> he popped up from under the desk. I crawled back over. <laughs> so I wasn't in camera height. So that I could just raise up. All right. For my basement in Chicago, <laughs> I am Dan Sinker. What have we become? <laughs> Just finish. I'm Maureen Johnson. This has been Says Who. <laughs> so childish. Uh, uh.